0: Chapter nine From Dictatorship to Democracy Fourth United States Edition twenty ten. This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. From Dictatorship to Democracy by Jean Sharp. Chapter nine Disintegrating The Dictatorship the cumulative effect of well-conducted and successful political defiance campaigns is to strengthen the resistance and to establish and expand areas of the society where the dictatorship faces limits on its effective control these campaigns also provide important experience in how to refuse cooperation and how to offer political defiance that experience will be of great assistance when the time comes for non-cooperation and defiance on a mass scale. As was discussed in chapter 3, obedience, cooperation and submission are essential if dictators are to be powerful. Without access to the sources of political power, the dictator's power weakens and finally dissolves. Withdrawal of support is therefore the major required action to disintegrate a dictatorship it may be useful to review how the sources of power can be affected by political defiance acts of symbolic repudiation and defiance are among the available means to undermine the regime's moral and political authority its legitimacy the greater the regime's authority The greater and more reliable is the obedience and cooperation which it will receive. Moral disapproval needs to be expressed in action in order to seriously threaten the existence of the dictatorship. Withdrawal of cooperation and obedience are needed to sever the availability of other sources of the regime's power. A second important such source of power is human resources, the number and importance of the persons and groups that obey, cooperate with, or assist the rulers. If non-cooperation is practiced by large parts of the population, the regime will be in serious trouble. For example, if the civil servants no longer function with their normal efficiency or even stay at home, the administrative apparatus Will be gravely affected. Similarly, if the non cooperating persons and groups include those that have previously supplied specialized skills and knowledge, then the dictators will see their capacity to implement their will gravely weakened. Even their ability to make well informed decisions and develop effective policies may be seriously reduced. If psychological and ideological influences, called intangible factors, that usually induce people to obey and assist the rules are weakened or reversed, the population will be more inclined to disobey and to non-cooperate. The dictator's access to material resources also directly affects their power with control of financial resources the economic system property natural resources transportation and means of communication in the hands of actual or potential opponents of the regime another major source of their power is vulnerable or removed strikes boycotts and increasing autonomy in the economy communications and transportation will weaken the regime as previously discussed the dictator's ability to threaten or apply sanctions punishments against the restive disobedient and non-cooperative sections of the population is a central source of the power of dictators this source of power can be weakened in two ways first if the population is prepared as in a war to risk serious consequences as the price of defiance the effectiveness of the available sanctions will be drastically reduced. That is, the dictator's repression will not secure the desired submission. Second, if the police and the military forces themselves become disaffected, they may on an individual or mass basis evade or outright defy orders to arrest, beat or shoot resistors. If the dictators can no longer rely on the police and military forces to carry out repression, the dictatorship is gravely threatened. In summary, success against an entrenched dictatorship requires that non-cooperation and defiance reduce and remove the sources of the regime's power. Without constant replenishment of the necessary sources of power, the dictatorship will weaken and finally disintegrate. Competent strategic planning of political defiance against dictatorships therefore needs to target the dictator's most important sources of power. Section 9.1 Escalating Freedom Combined with political defiance during the phase of selective resistance, The growth of autonomous social, economic, cultural and political institutions progressively expands the democratic space of the society and shrinks the control of the dictatorship. As the civil institutions of the society become stronger vis-a-vis the dictatorship, then, whatever the dictators may wish, the population is incrementally building an independent society outside of their control. If and when the dictatorship intervenes to halt this escalating freedom, nonviolent struggle can be applied in defense of this newly won space, and the dictatorship will be faced with yet another front in the struggle. In time, this combination of resistance and institution building can lead to de facto freedom, making the collapse of the dictatorship and the formal installation of a democratic system. Undeniable because the power relationships within the society have been fundamentally altered. Poland in the 1970s and 1980s provides a clear example of the progressive reclaiming of a society's functions and institutions by the resistance. The Catholic Church had been persecuted, but never brought under full communist control. In 1976, certain intellectuals and workers formed small groups, such as KOR, Workers' Defense Committee, to advance their political ideas. The organization of the Solidarity Trade Union, with its power to wield effective strikes, forced its own legislation in 1980. Peasants, students, and many other groups also formed their own independent organisations. When the communists realised that these groups had changed the power realities, solidarity was again banned, and the communists resorted to military rule. Even under martial law, with many imprisonments and harsh persecution, the new independent institutions of the society continued to function. For example, Dozens of illegal newspapers and magazines continued to be published. Illegal publishing houses annually issued hundreds of books, while well-known writers boycotted communist publications and government publishing houses. Similar activities continued in other parts of the society. Under the Jaroselski military regime, the military communist government was at one point described as bouncing around on the top of the society the officials still occupied government offices and buildings the regime could still strike down into the society with punishments arrests imprisonment seizure of printing presses and the like the dictatorship however could not control the society from that point it was only a matter of time until the society was able to bring down the regime completely even while a dictatorship still occupies government positions it is sometimes possible to organize a democratic parallel government this would increasingly operate as a rival government to which loyalty compliance and cooperation are given by the population and the society's institutions the dictatorship would then consequently on an increasing basis be deprived of these characteristics of government eventually the democratic parallel government may fully replace the dictatorial regime as part of the transition to a democratic system in due course then a constitution would be adopted and elections held as part of the transition Section 9.2. Disintegrating the Dictatorship. While the institutional transformation of the society is taking place, the defiance and non-cooperation movement may escalate. Strategists of the democratic forces should contemplate early that there will come a time when the democratic forces can move beyond selective resistance and launch mass defiance. In most cases, time will be required for creating, building, or expanding resistance capacities, and the development of mass defiance may occur only after several years. During this interim period, campaigns of selective resistance should be launched with increasingly important political objectives. Larger parts of the population at all levels of the society should become involved. Given determined and disciplined political defiance during this escalation of activities, the internal weaknesses of the dictatorship are likely to become increasingly obvious. The combination of strong political defiance and the building of independent institutions is likely in time to produce widespread international attention favorable to the democratic forces. It may also produce international diplomatic condemnations, boycotts, and embargoes in support of the democratic forces, as it did for Poland. Strategists should be aware that in some situations, the collapse of the dictatorship may occur extremely rapidly, as in east germany in 1989 this can happen when the sources of power are massively severed as a result of the whole population's revulsion against the dictatorship this pattern is not usual however and it is better to plan for a long-term struggle but to be prepared for a short one during the course of the liberation struggle victories even on limited issues should be celebrated those who have earned the victory should be recognized celebrations with vigilance should also help to keep up the morale needed for future stages of the struggle section 9.3 handling success responsibly planners of the grand strategy should calculate in advance the possible and preferred ways in which a successful struggle might best be concluded in order to prevent the rise of a new dictatorship and to ensure the gradual establishment of a durable democratic system. The Democrats should calculate how the transition from the dictatorship to the interim government shall be handled at the end of the struggle. It is desirable at that time to establish quickly a new functioning government. However, it must not be merely the old one with new personnel. It is necessary to calculate what sections of the old governmental structure, as the political police, are to be completely abolished because of their inherent anti-democratic character. And which sections retained to be subjected to later democratization efforts? A complete governmental void could open the way to chaos or a new dictatorship. Thought should be given in advance to determine what is to be the policy toward high officials of the dictatorship when its power disintegrates. For example, are the dictators to be brought to trial in a court? Are they to be permitted to leave the country permanently? What other options may there be that are consistent with political defiance, the need for reconstructing the country, and building a democracy following the victory? A bloodbath must be avoided, which could have drastic consequences on the possibility of a future democratic system. Specific plans for the transition to democracy should be ready for application when the dictatorship is weakening or collapses. Such plans will help to prevent another group from seizing state power through a coup d'etat. Plans for the institution of democratic constitutional government with full political and personal liberties will also be required. The changes won, at a great price, should not be lost through lack of planning. When confronted with the increasingly empowered population and the growth of independent democratic groups and institutions, both of which the dictatorship is unable to control, the dictators will find that their whole venture is unravelling. Massive shutdowns of the society, general strikes, mass stay-at-homes, defiant marches, or other activities, will increasingly undermine the dictator's own organization and related institutions. As a consequence of such defiance and non-cooperation, executed wisely and with mass participation over time, the dictators would become powerless, and the democratic defenders would, without violence, triumph. The dictatorship would disintegrate before the defiant population. Not every such effort will succeed, especially not easily, and rarely quickly. It should be remembered that as many military wars are lost as are won. However, Political defiance offers a real possibility of victory. As stated earlier, that possibility can be greatly increased through the development of a wise grand strategy, careful strategic planning, hard work, and disciplined, courageous struggle. End of chapter 9. Disintegrating the Dictatorship. Recording by... Benjamin Gittins.